0: Welcome to Yes, You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello, lovely friend, will you pause with me and just feel the reality that you are on land somewhere, whether you're in an apartment like I am or a building, you might be driving, you could be walking, but wherever you are, unless you are flying, (laughs) you are on land somewhere Can you just pause and feel into that for a moment and acknowledge the land that you're on. For me, I want to acknowledge this is Wurundjeri country where I'm based right now, and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land who have an ongoing kinship with this land. I want to pay my deep respect to their elders past and present and emerging. And I am still just taking my time to enjoy and learn from the Unsettled exhibition online. You can go there if you're in Sydney. That's in the, at the Australian Museum. But you can do it online, as I've shared about in the last few episodes. And I've been reading today about smoking ceremonies. And there's an exhibit that is a kulaman, So like a carved piece of wood, like a vessel that a fire can be built in and can be carried around as part of a smoking ceremony and that's just got me reading more about smoking ceremonies and trying to understand it or seeking to find information from different groups and their take on the smoking ceremony and it seems that overall a smoking ceremony is a way of beginning a ceremony or sometimes can be a ceremony in and of itself and that it might be about coming together. It's always about coming together in some way. Could be a gesture of goodwill. It could be about acknowledging something. It could be about healing. It could be about celebration or it might be about a burial. And it can be done either where, yeah, like a fire is lit in a coulomer, like a smaller vessel, and then is carried around so that the smoke can kind of waft around the group of people. And as it comes to each person, they might walk through that smoke or perhaps just kind of use their hands to guide the smoke over them, uh, like almost like kind of bathing in the smoke. Or it might be that a bigger fire is lit and that people come and gather around the fire and let the smoke kind of waft on and around them. From what I've been reading, different groups might have different plants that they use and sometimes they'll be quite specific and particular about which plants that they will use for particular therapeutic outcomes or for particular purposes. So in the exhibit, there is a quote there from Uncle Max Dullum Munmun Harrison, who is a Yuan man, Yuan country being around the southeast area of New South Wales, And here's the quote from him. He says, Smoking ceremony is a gesture of goodwill, bringing people together and healing. There's smoking when there's a burial, there's smoking when there is a celebration, and there's smoking for clearance and healing. So it's not just about lighting up a fire. Sometimes it's about how we light that fire and different leaves different smoke and different wood for different ceremonies. It's a gift and our people are offering this healing and this blessing. So just accept it and take a bit and just waft it around you. So that's a lovely and generous invitation. And if you have the chance to be a part of a smoking ceremony, I just really encourage you to kind of really be present for it and to be respectful of it and to participate uh, in that way. And I guess really to just pick up on the sentiment that is being offered. Smoking ceremonies are generally conducted by a local elder. And so usually they'll share something in that process. And so to listen, what is it that they're inviting you into? Is it about celebration? Is it about healing? Is it about letting go of the past? And to, yeah, I guess to embrace what it is that they're inviting you into. As I was looking into this, I also found today on the site Wurundjeri.com.au, a site of the Wurundjeri people, that they don't talk about a Kulaman as the vessel. They talk about a Tanuk or Tanuk. And it sounds similar, but it uh, intrigues me. So I'm going to go find out if there's any difference. I will report back. But it's just another example that, as I keep on saying, like if you just start to get curious and you start to open yourself to learning something about first nations people and their culture and their language that you kind of, you start to dig and then there's more and more and more. So as you ask one question, that prompts another question. And so I guess, like I keep on saying, I just really do encourage you to ask some questions to get curious and to listen. And uh, yeah, I think that that's part of us, educating ourselves so that we can more meaningfully pay our respect and it's got to be both doesn't it it's like we need to challenge ourselves on that so if you tend towards just learning 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 kind of acquiring all of this knowledge for yourself but not so much kind of doing anything that pays respect in a demonstrated way then maybe it's about challenge yourself okay what are you going to do with all of that knowledge or if Maybe you're you're doing acknowledgements of land at the start of every meeting that you run or every class that you teach or in whatever setting that you're in, but it's just kind of become a bit stale. It's just the same old, same old. Then maybe it's about, well, what can you learn? Can you listen? Can you take something else in. So, you know, there's no particular way that we need to do this, but I feel like it's important that it's alive and that we are continuing to listen and to respond. And so, yeah, it never gets to this thing of like, okay, we've nailed this because collectively we haven't nailed this <laughs> yet. There is a whole lot more listening, a whole lot more truth-telling, a whole lot more action paying of respect and acknowledgement that needs to happen so things happen collectively by each of us doing it individually it's at least part of the puzzle so let's keep doing it doing the best that we can okay so today I want to offer you five tips things that you can do when you are pre menstrual and they might be five things that you have not tried yet so you may have listened to the first five or so episodes of this podcast where I talked about the different phases and I talked about the luteal phase, which I call the turning in phase. So that premenstrual phase, post ovulation, right up until you bleed That's the time that we're talking about. Now, your experience of that might just be that you'd kind of tend to wane a little bit, get a little bit tired, or you might have a really intense experience of this time. It could be that you have like sore boobs and you get cramps and you get really moody and emotions all over the place and all kinds of things. Wanting to eat everything that you can get your hands on. Who knows what your experience is? Well, you know what your experience is. But today, I just want to offer you five suggestions of things that maybe you haven't considered that you could do during this time. Now, I do feel like I just want to say before I get into these five things that I am not a medical professional and I'm not a naturopath. And I would encourage you, if you are having some really intense experiences and that it's really impacting your life, that I would really encourage you to go and see a naturopath. That would be where I would start. You might prefer to go and talk to a doctor, your GP. That could also be great for you. So uh, that is not the kind of advice that I am offering. So let's just be clear on that before we get into it. Okay, let's do this. Number one thing that I would suggest when you're premenstrual is cut stimulants. So you may not want to hear this one, but I really think it's worth a try to get rid of during this time or cut back on caffeine and alcohol. Sugar also would be good to ditch, (laughs) but let's just stay with caffeine and alcohol for now. So if you drink coffee to get rid of that or maybe switch to tea or green tea or get or just dial it back so have less coffee than you would usually have same with alcohol if you drink regularly see if you can get rid of it during this time or dial it back just have a go and see how it feels I know I've talked about this before and maybe you've heard it before and be like hmm nah, not yet but maybe now's the time who knows you could give it a go and just observe how it feels for you. This time is a time when you want rest. You want to rest really well. And so it makes sense to get rid of things that are pepping you up, and stimulating you. You want to really support yourself to sleep well during this time too. And so just pulling back on the caffeine and alcohol can be a really great step. Give it a go. Okay, number two. We're moving through these quickly this week breast massage massage your boobs it can help especially if you have tender breasts at this time so if you find that yeah your boobs get swollen and maybe they feel a bit sore one thing is worth kind of thinking about what bra are you wearing at that time and just wear something that feels really supportive and comfortable for you Uh, or you might find that it feels better to not have super supportive but have like a, a looser fitting bra but whatever is comfy do that but massage so you can do massage in whatever way works for you really two ways that I'll suggest one is do it when you're in the shower just get lots of soap so it's super slippery really easy and just massage both breasts with your hands just kind of moving in a slow you know a way that just feels nice And like in the same way that if you had sore muscles or if you get cramps with your belly, you might just kind of rub your belly, same sort of thing, just gently rub your breast so that it just feels good. It can help to clear estrogen from your system in this time, which is definitely what you want to do in the premenstrual phase. Another way that you can do it, if you don't want to do it in the shower, is with oil. So you could get some lovely massage oil or you could use black sesame oil and you can warm it up a little bit and massage your breasts like that, perhaps before you hop into the shower or the bath. So give that a go and see how it feels for you. All right, number three is dance it out. So just put some music on and see what happens and you could find that it's like oh you just want to move really slowly really gently just kind of cruise with it and feel into the waning aspect of this time or it might be that you like want to thrash about a bit you want to rage against the machine a bit (laughs) you really want to kind of get some of the tension that may have built up in this time out through movement so i would encourage you shut the doors around you turn off the lights if you need to whatever you got to do and just put on some music and just you might find that the music helps you to connect with something that's there that you may otherwise have just kind of kept bottled through this time and so it can be really helpful to just give it expression so it can move through and out of your body little bonus for you i have just made a premenstrual playlist for you so i will put that on my website so you can head to my website annicata.com.au and you'll find there a link to a spotify playlist which has like some kind of sensual moody kind of music and then it has some kind of bigger louder music so you can just Hit play on that and just if it's not really feeling like where you're at, just hit skip or hit shuffle and and see where it takes you. Or, of course, you could grab your own playlist if you know what kind of hits the feels for you and um, do that. All right, we've cut our stimulants, massaged our boobs. (laughs) We've had a dance. You don't have to do them all in this exact order. And then (laughs) this sounds funny now as I come to the next one have an orgasm is number four. So orgasm can actually really help with like menstrual cramps. It can help with mood, help you feel better. And so I know when it comes to sex and sensuality in general, we don't want to be completely like task oriented. Like it's all about getting to the orgasm. If that is sort of an area that you're working through at the moment, I would tell you, okay, don't worry about this one. Like you don't want to put that pressure on yourself, but If an orgasm is readily available to you, whether by yourself or with somebody else, then have a try of doing that in this time. You might find it really helpful for you. You might find that it just kind of releases that tension that's been building up. You could find there are definitely some reports of premenstrual cramps just going away immediately. After an orgasm. So, yeah, you know, you think of what's going on there. There's like a contraction in and around the same area as where the cramps are happening. And so, yeah, it could just be like a bit of a reset that kind of brings some ease and like rest to that part of your body post-orgasm. So, give it a go. And finally, write down what's not okay right now. So you might grab your journal or grab a piece of paper and just go, okay, I'm going to write down five things that are not okay right now and treat it like almost like a little time capsule. If you haven't already listened to the episodes that I've done in the past on the different phases, please do go back and have a listen because I go into some of this in more depth. I would suggest that you don't act on these things that are not okay right now. But it's really helpful to capture them. Like this little moment in time where you see things in a very particular way because of the hormone cocktail that's going on in your body at this time. Capture it like a time capsule that you're going to have a look at in two weeks. (laughs) So it's not like one you're going to save for 15 years. Write it down. What is not okay right now and revisit in a couple of weeks. Have a look. And it might be that in a couple of weeks you go, no, those things really are okay. Or maybe PMSU has something to say to you in a couple of weeks. So whether it's about just kind of getting it out, what you're thinking and feeling right now, or whether it's about actually informing some decision that you might need to make in your life that you might take action on, After your period, when you're into your follicular phase, feeling better, feeling more productive, proactive, and positive in general. Either way, it can be a really useful, cathartic, but potentially quite useful, like practical thing for you to do. Write down five things that are not okay. And feel free to make it 15 things or 20 things that are not okay if that is where you're at. So, my friends, that is it five suggestions five things for you to do let me go back through them one cut stimulants get rid of the alcohol and the caffeine give it a go trust me give it a go next breast massage Whether you're in the shower, whether you're using the oils, do it your way, take your time with it. Let it be like a loving thing to do for yourself, which is also helping to clear that estrogen, which will have benefits for you in general. Help with the moving through your system and that in itself can help to settle any PMS experiences that you're having. Number three, dance it out. Feel free to use my playlist. It's on the website. Go for it. Dance it out your way. Number four, orgasm. Go get it. (laughs) Number five is to write down what is not okay. Write it down like a time capsule. Get it out of your mind, out of your body. Put it out there. (sighs) Cut yourself that break from it, from holding it. Okay, my friends, that's it. I hope that you find all five of those things useful, but even if it's just one, that it's like, huh, I'm gonna give that a go, and you give it a go, see how it is for you. If you've got some premenstrual friends, you might wanna share this episode with them as well. And you know, even if you don't have a menstrual cycle, You might take some of these things on just as a way of releasing tension that's built up in your body. All of these could be useful for you in a situation like that where you're just feeling kind of like it's like a lot of angst or a bit of high stress or even just kind of like lurching or like when your energy is just waning and you're kind of ready to take it to the level of just releasing it completely. Thank you so much for listening all the best with it. And one little reminder before I go, I am still seeking your input and your feedback on this potty so far. I would love to know how you've found it, what you're loving, what you'd like more of. I'm going to take a little break over kind of later in December and the Christmas new year period. And I'm going to be just kind of thinking about how the podcast moves into 2022 and so yeah it'd be a really great time to have any of your input it's been lovely receiving messages from lots of you already but yeah if you still got something to say i would love to hear it you can find me through my website contact page anniecarter.com.au or just dm me through instagram i'm at underscore annie carter all right thanks so much lots of love talk to you soon bye Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, annicarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about YesU. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. And you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.